1: Lot talk radio. I got a new walk and a new point
2: of view, a new purpose for everything I do. I got a, a new rule only. Good evening. Welcome to Totally Whole Blog Talk Radio where I am your host Dr. Rosemary Cook. I'm so glad that you could join us on tonight. Tonight we're going to deal with a topic that's very pertinent, anger. Why are people so angry? We just came out of a month of July where we had unprecedented murders in Baltimore City. The worst number of murders in 40-some years. That's a lot of anger. And it seems like our society is becoming angrier. We hear on a daily basis incidents of road rage, police brutality, murder, suicide, domestic partner violence. We just heard about protests in Ferguson, Missouri, where the protest became violent and someone got shot. We've seen rioting even in our streets here in Baltimore, Maryland. Our young people can't even go to school without being bullied. And sometimes, even on the jobs, we have to deal with workplace bullying. Look at our young people. Sometimes we can't even get good customer service because it seems that some of our youth or even older adults are just angry. So tonight, we want to look at anger. Rodney King asked the question a couple of decades ago. Why can't we just get along? So tonight, we're going to look at our anger. Maybe it's your anger. Maybe it's the anger that you feel from your partner. Maybe the anger you feel from a sibling or a child. Maybe it's the anger that you have experienced from some past trauma. But tonight, we're going to get real and we're going to look at anger. First of all, what is anger? Anger is an intense emotional response. Normal anger indicates that some basic boundary has been violated. Uh, Some uh, uh, incident has uh, uh, crossed you. Maybe there was a right that got violated. Anger is a normal emotion, it often involves. A strong, uncomfortable, and emotional response to a perceived provocation. And with that word perceived, we know that our perception is our reality. Sometimes we might be provoked because of the way we perceived uh, some situation or some response. So we got angry. William DeFore who is an anger management writer he described anger as a pressure cooker we can only apply pressure against our anger for a certain amount of time until it explodes have you ever met people who seem as if they were in a pressure cooker and if you say one thing to them then they explode that's what William DeFord talked about as it relates to anger. But what are some characteristics of anger? First of all, let's look at frequency. That question becomes, how often do you get angry? Looking at intensity, how angry do you become? Do you go from zero to 100 Is your anger mild or is it strong? Duration of anger. How long does your anger last? What about your anger threshold? What does it take to make you angry? Do you have a short threshold or a long threshold? Another characteristic of anger is your expression. How do you express your anger? And the last characteristic deals with your degree of comfort, your comfort level with anger. Okay, let's look at frequency first. The average adult becomes angry once per day and annoyed about three times per day. So ask yourself, look over your day so far. How many times did you get angry and how many times did you get annoyed about something? Anger intensity. Anger rages from mild, which means that sometimes you can be irritable or sometimes you might get annoyed at something. So it ranges from mild to strong. Strong anger manifests itself in rage or fury. On a scale of 1 to 10, ask yourself, how do I rate my anger intensity? Anger duration. How long does your anger last? Does it last for a few moments? Does it last all day? Or does it last for a few days or even a few weeks? The next question to ask is do I cool down quickly? Or does it take me a while before I can become cool? Do you recover slowly? Do you hold a grudge? We know some people who've been holding on to grudges for 5, 10, 15, even 20 years. Think about that family member that still holds that grudge against you for something that happened maybe in childhood or something that happened uh, over the course of time. They're still holding that grudge. Angle duration also deals with a temporary feeling. Is it temporary or is it a long-lasting feeling. That's anger duration. What about your anger threshold? What does it take to make you angry? Does it take a small thing or does it take some big uh, uh, infraction to provoke you to anger? How do you express your anger? Do you show your anger by remaining calm and cool Do you express your anger with drama? You know, we have drama kings and drama queens out there who will scream or curse, throw things, or just give you some glaring look. That's expressing your anger with drama. Some people, when they're angry, make negative comments using sarcasm, even complaining. Some people become tense and rigid you can see them tightening up that's another expression of anger but what about those people who have no expression now those are the people that you have to worry about because they could be seething on the inside and one little provocation can tip them over the edge how about those uh killings that we we have heard about where people were surprised they said this was such a nice young man Uh, he was such a quiet person i've never seen them get angry they showed no outward expression but down on the inside that anger was brewing the next measure of anger is your comfort level what represents your feelings about anger Are you the type of person that hates to feel angry? You don't enjoy conflict and you rarely lose your cool, but when you do, you end up feeling bad about having gotten angry. Or are you one of those people that likes to feel angry? You say, I need to get it off my chest and I feel better once it's off of my chest. Some people feel invigorated by angry feelings. It empowers them. It makes them feel uh, in control. So ask yourself what represents my feelings about anger. Next, let's look at what causes anger. There are several reasons that people get angry. And the first reason is that we care about person we care about a situation if we didn't care we would not take the time to get angry we get angry because we care about ourselves someone violated us someone disrespected us so therefore the proper response is to get angry we care about others we see our children uh, going astray we see our Friends, our family headed down the wrong path. So we get angry enough to let them know. So that's one cause of anger, because we care. Another cause of anger is low self-esteem. You ever heard the saying that hurting people hurt people? So people who are hurting sometimes Feel rejected or disrespected, or they feel powerless. They may have had bad circumstances in life, and they feel like they are a failure, that they are nobody. So these are people who will get angry easily. Another category are people who use anger to numb their feelings. They don't want to feel the pain of. Uh, or feel the pain of low self-worth. They don't want to feel the pain of rejection, so they get angry. And for them, anger gives them a sense of power. And another reason that people get angry is because of unrealistic expectations. Now, with this category, think about yourself. And think about someone that you might uh, love or someone that you care about. It's possible that you might be expecting too much from them. Maybe uh, they didn't live up to what you thought they ought to become or who they ought to become. You, Maybe you feel that they have not done something that you expected them to do. Could it be that you're expecting too much of that person? You're putting too much pressure on that child. You're putting too much pressure on that spouse. Unrealistic expectations can lead to anger. This also means that perhaps we're not accepting things the way that they are. We're trying to change individuals. We're trying to change situations. We can't accept that it is what it is. So therefore, we get angry. So sometimes our unrealistic expectations of others or even of ourselves can cause us to get angry, but also unfulfilled expectations. So many people are angry with themselves because they did not become the persons that they uh, planned to become. They didn't finish that uh degree. They did not uh, get that job. They didn't have the number of kids they thought that they ought to have. They didn't get that spouse. Or they got married, got into relationships, and it didn't work out. So they walk around with unfulfilled expectations, which manifests itself in anger. So think about it for a minute. What are the main causes of your anger? Some other reasons that we become angry have to deal with our past. Unhealed wounds can trigger an angry reaction. Someone says something that reminds you of a situation uh, that you have dealt with in the past so you get angry. People can respond in the present to a past situation. They can respond in the present to you But really, they're dealing with a situation from someone in their past. You might have reminded them of that person in their past that might have harmed them. So we become angry when we get triggered by a past situation. Triggers in the present reminds us of something that happened in the past. Maybe it's your family modeling that taught you how to demonstrate anger. In some families anger is all that people know violence and cursing and yelling and screaming this is somebody's personal history so how can a child learn to express anger appropriately if all they live was uh, screaming and inappropriate ways of handling anger maybe You're angry because of some preconceived belief or preconceived thought. So you jump to conclusions and you believe that things ought to be the way you perceive that they should be, and they aren't, and therefore you feel angry. Some people are just angry because of their social environment. Think about it. If you lived in poverty or you lived in an area where there was a crime out of control, or your living conditions, housing was inadequate, or you live in communities where there's so much uh, drugs, that's enough to make you angry. When you step out of your door and you see uh, drug deals, or you see police brutality, or you live in neighborhoods where there's racism and inequality, living in a social environment such as that... Can cause one to become angry. Maybe you never learned how to manage your anger. So you have a skill deficit. Another reason for our anger is not allowing ourselves time for prayer, for recreation, and for inner peace. People who work all the time People who don't give themselves space from one job, one event, one situation to the other can sometimes respond with anger, short-tempered, because they have not planned their life in such a way that there's time for prayer and solitude and fun and recreation and leisure. Or maybe a person is angry because they deal with some medical illness Or some mental illness depression or maybe uh, what we call intermittent explosive disorder maybe a person has a seizure disorder or has tumors or maybe some persons have some other disease that causes them to get angry quickly so those are the causes of anger for this episode I want to talk about normal anger the kind of anger that we all experience from time to time so first of all anger is a normal emotion don't let anyone tell you that you should not be angry you should not get angry because God gave us anger as an emotion and he expects us to express that anger when we get cross, and we'll talk about uh jesus and how he displayed anger but normal anger is anger that is expressed in ways that don't seriously harm other people emotionally or physically so you can get angry but you don't have to uh, curse or put someone down or or uh, injure someone physically that's not normal anger when you're harming someone just because you're angry. Normal anger doesn't harm animals. It doesn't harm property. Normal anger doesn't lead to harm to oneself. People who get angry and they attempt to hit, hurt themselves through uh, using drugs or people use uh, drink alcohol. People try to escape life's pain because they are angry. That's not normal anger. And normal anger is not used as a tool for power and control. Think about situations of domestic violence where uh, partners inflict uh, pain on each other as a means to get power or control over the uh, other person. That's not normal anger. Normal anger is not expressed on a regular basis. So normal anger uh, is not expressed infrequently. We talked about how many times a person gets angry once per day or get annoyed maybe uh, two or three times a day. So the last thing I want to say about normal anger is that normal anger does not usually lead to negative consequences For the person who's expressing the anger. So normal anger doesn't land you in jail. Normal anger doesn't give you assault charges. Normal anger doesn't cause you to lose your job or lose respect. Uh, Normal anger doesn't cause you to be disinvited from affairs or, or events. That's not normal anger. So let's look at some responses to anger, our physiological responses to anger. First of all, when we get angry, our heart rate increases, our blood pressure increases, and our levels of adrenaline increases. So anger triggers a response, a brain response that tells us to either fight or take flight. And when I say fight, I'm not talking about a physical fight, but it means to take some action, take a stand, uh, speak your mind, or walk away. So that's the fight or flight brain response. So how do we know that someone is angry? External expressions of anger can be seen on our facial expressions. It can be seen in our body language. And at times, in public acts of aggression. So when was the last time someone said, you're angry? And you said, no, I'm not. But they saw that your face changed, that your body language changed, because we can't hide uh, normal expressions of anger. The behaviors that are associated with anger are designed to warn the individual that we're in communication with, to stop something. Stop doing something, to stop saying something, or stop uh, their behavior that's causing uh, a threat to your safety or your well-being. Think about animals. Animals, when they're angry, they make sounds. Dogs will bark, or a cat will uh, uh, meow, or a lion will roar. So they show their anger through sounds. Anger is a primary, natural, and mature emotion that's experienced by all humans at times. So everyone gets angry at times. And if you say you don't get angry at times, then there's something wrong with that. Anger can cause us to uh, mobilize our psychological resources. It gears us up to take corrective action. While uncontrolled anger can negatively affect our personal or our social well-being. Uncontrolled anger can destroy relationships. But tonight, we're dealing with normal anger. Next week, we'll deal with toxic anger uh, or anger that's harmful or destructive. So ask yourself, when was the last time I got angry? Was it today? Was it yesterday? Was it last week? And then ask yourself, what made me angry? Was my anger normal anger? Was my anger justified? What does the Bible say about anger? Ephesians 4:26 through 31. It says, "Be angry and sin not. Do not let the sun go down upon your wrath. And do not give the devil a foothold. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. Then it says, Get rid of all bitterness rage and anger and this is talking about toxic anger brawling and slander along with every form of violence so the scripture doesn't say do not get angry but what it said is in your anger do not sin so some of you are asking well didn't jesus uh, get angry Yes, he did. And he did not sin. So John 2 and 14 is a passage where Jesus, he got angry because the uh, money changers were in the temple. And so Jesus, he threw over the money changers' tables because they were selling their goods in the temple, in the church, in the house of God. So Jesus saw this, and he threw over the tables, and he threw the uh, ones who were selling the merchandise out, along with their sheep and their oxen. And Jesus said to them, My house is a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. So the question for my listeners is, was Jesus' anger justified? Did he sin? In his anger. So remember. The definition of anger. Is an in- intense emotional response. That indicates a basic boundary has been crossed. So Jesus was defending the house of God. The money changers or the vendors. Were selling items in the church. And they were ripping people off by charging them two, three, and four times what the items cost. So Jesus was angry to the priests, angry, I'm sorry, that the priests and the rulers were encouraging the selling of merchandise in God's house. So his concern was about why are these leaders allowing this? Why are they conducting worldly business when they should be concerned about spiritual matters we should go to church to serve God and not to be distracted by vendors or by things that are going on in the house of God that are not godly so Jesus had a righteous indignation therefore he expressed it by throwing them out of the temple next, the the next passage that deals with anger Is John, I'm sorry, James, chapter 1, verses 19 through 20. It says, My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. So think about that. When we are angry, we can't be listening because we are thinking about what we want to say. Think about the last time you got angry with someone. Maybe it was your uh, significant other. Maybe it was your best friend. Maybe you got angry with a close friend or even a sibling or a child. Think about the words that the two of you exchanged. Were you listening to what they were saying? Were they even listening to you? The chances are that the two of you were not listening to each other. Why? Because you were thinking about what they did or what they said and what you were going to say to them about it. I see this all the time when I work with couples. So what I have them to do is to practice Speaking and to practice listening so I have the first person to be the listener and so I say uh, listen to your partner talk to you about this event and when you're listening don't interrupt and secondly while you're listening don't think about what it is that you want to say next and when you're done listening Tell your partner exactly what you heard him or her say. Okay? Then I have them to switch roles. The next person is the listener and the other person is the respondent. So the listener should not interrupt the person that's speaking but allow them to speak their piece. Because what happens is in communication, people just want to be heard. And when you are interrupting or when you are bringing up the past or when you are uh, just not hearing, it breeds further anger and further resentment. So that's why the scripture says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. So I have a couple of listeners on the line. So if you want to comment or you have a question... Please dial uh, 646-929-60630. What do you have to say about anger? When was the last time you got angry? Was your anger justified? How did you respond? We're dealing with anger tonight. So, we've talked about causes of anger we defined uh, what anger is we looked at some uh, characteristics of anger but did you know that there were some advantages to anger the first advantage to anger is that anger can energize you because when you are angry, you're excited, your adrenaline is high. So anger can energize you to do something, to be productive, to take some action. So anger is not always bad. Anger can get you up and going, up and moving, so that you can accomplish a task. Another advantage of anger is that anger gives you a sense of power. How often do people uh, remain powerless or they feel a sense of powerlessness? They always allow people to dump on them. They always allow people to say whatever they want to say. And so they end up not responding and they often feel powerless. But anger can give you a sense of power because you have begun to speak up for yourself. You have begun to uh, reclaim your voice. So people who've been in abusive relationships, often they lose themselves. They forget about uh, their own sense of power. They've been beaten down for so long that they forget that they have power on the inside. So anger can cause them to regain their own sense of power. Anger can cause you to gain compliance. If you're dealing with someone who never listens or who never uh, does what they uh, should do, when they sense that you are angry, it can cause them to comply with your request. Think about when you are disciplining your children and they continue to violate a rule. But it's not only... Until you get angry that sometimes they'll listen. Even when I deal with my own dog, he uh, sometimes wants to try me. But sometimes I have to raise my voice to show that I'm angry in order for even my dog to comply. Anger helps you to stand up for yourself and to stand up for what you believe is right. So, if you are a person who has problems uh expressing anger, you feel uh powerless, join some cause, get involved with some group, some uh initiative, and begin to stand up for your rights uh stand up for a cause that you believe in. Anger can help you develop uh inner strength. I just talked about. Persons who feel a sense of powerlessness. When you begin to get in touch with your anger, it can help you to become stronger, help you to recognize that you have some inner strength, that people uh, don't have to continue to walk over you. When you get angry, people gain more respect for you. People realize that you're not one to be played with. Another advantage of anger is that it can help a person leave an abusive situation. One question that people in abusive situations are asked is why did you stay? You know, sometimes you can be so downtrodden, you can be so beaten down in an intimate relationship that you forget that you have a choice, that you can take action, that you can leave. But when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, that's when you can leave an abusive situation, whether it's with an intimate partner, whether it's on a job dealing with an abusive uh, uh, boss. You can leave a situation uh, when you become angry enough. What about societal uh, wrongs and personal wrongs? An advantage of anger is that it points uh, out situations of oppression. It points out uh, racist actions. It allows us to recognize that police have been brutalizing uh, our young black men for years. So we think about the riots that we have had and that we continue to see. If it wasn't for people getting angry, and I'm not uh, condoning uh, violence or anger that destroys, but I'm simply saying that an advantage of anger is that it can point out situations of injustice. Anger allows you to vent your frustration. Because you can't keep stuffing your feelings and, you know, not speaking up and not letting someone know that they are hurting you or they're disrespecting you. When you get angry, it allows you to vent. And once you vent, then you'll feel better. Anger can protect you. For instance, if someone is, is harming you and you they don't know that they're harming you, when you get angry, then you learn how to protect yourself because what you're doing is you're setting a boundary. You're letting them know that this is unacceptable. Another advantage of anger is that it gives you the ability to express yourself. If you don't express yourself, who will? Okay? So there are some advantages to anger. So let's look at strategies to change angry responses. Let's call these the ABCs of understanding anger. Anger triggers angry beliefs and what are some of the consequences. So first of all pay attention to what you are thinking. Then learn how to change your thoughts. Because people can get angry because of the way they are thinking about a situation. A person's thoughts can be distorted. And we'll call this irritation fixation. So, what this means is that you're zooming in on what's wrong and blocking out the more pleasant parts of the picture. So, that's someone that's focused on the problem. And they're not seeing anything positive. So that's a distortion in their thinking. They're fixated on what's irritating them. So a person who is engaging in distorted thinking will make assumptions. You know, they are mind reading, uh, thinking that they know what other people are thinking, know what other people are about to do without checking it out first. That can be a trigger for anger. When was the last time you were in a, a conflict with someone and they begin to tell you what you're thinking? Or they begin to uh, tell the future, predicting a negative outcome without testing the evidence first. Oh, uh-huh. Watch, I bet you she's going to be... uh looking at me when I walk into that room. Yeah, this person is going to say a negative uh, statement. Well, I knew that they weren't going to like me, so let me just prepare myself in advance. That's predicting a negative outcome without testing the evidence. So you walk into a situation angry because you already have made up your mind that they don't like you, they're not going to speak to me, you know, they're talking about me. So that's making assumptions, mind reading or fortune telling. Another uh distortion in thinking that leads to anger is catastrophizing. And what that means is that you are making something much worse than it really is. For example, when we are going into a a situation where we f- believe that uh, people don't like us. So we have set our minds upon the fact that they don't like me anyway, so why should I go? And so what that does is it leads you to feel that I have no control. So why should I even be bothered? Why should I even attempt to speak to them because they don't like me anyway? So you're making something much worse than it really is without checking it out, without uh, asking yourself, am I irritation fixating? Am I zooming on what's wrong and blocking out what might be a more positive aspect of the situation? Well, maybe you're thinking in extremes, all or nothing. There are no middle grounds. Everything is either good or bad, black or white. So you you cannot see the gray. You can't look at another perspective because in your head, it's all or nothing. So this is a type of thinking that will lead to anger. So when you go into a work environment and, you know, you look at what's happening on the job, No, things aren't perfect, but things uh, aren't as bad as they could be either. So you are thinking in extremes that things are all bad, or if things aren't all good, then you feel that you can't function. What about persons who have uh, the shoulds on their mind? It should be this way. I should be strong. I should be perfect. Bad things should not happen to me. So when your shoulds uh, don't come to pass, you end up getting angry. I know people who are perfectionists. And when they uh, make a mistake, they end up getting angry. And then they require perfection of other people. And when other people fall short, they end up getting angry with other people. Those are the rigid demands that we make on ourselves, on others, and on the world. How many people are angry with God because they felt that God should have let my loved one live? God should have prevented me from getting sick. So because God didn't prevent it, they end up angry with God. Those are the shoulds that we engage in that causes us to get angry. Another uh, thought that can create anger is overgeneralizing. That's where you allow your negative experiences to apply to all things. Okay, something happened to you earlier in life. Things didn't work out for you. You know, you had a bad relationship. So you end up overgeneralizing. Things always go wrong. I can't do anything right. All men want is one thing. All women want are one thing. So that's called overgeneralizing. So we engage in these types of thinking and what that does is it causes us to get angry unnecessarily. Or maybe you are you personalized. You know, things happen. Something gets said, things get done, and you take it personal. Remember Brandy wrote the song, Don't Take It Personal?, But we take things personal, and therefore we end up being angry, can't get along with anybody, when we really need to uh, take it off of ourselves and put it where it belongs. Maybe we blame. We engage in the blame game. You know, some people blame the white man. They blame their family members. They blame their bosses. They blame their children. They blame their teachers. Some people blame everybody for where they are in life and never take personal responsibility. So they end up angry in life. Another thing that we often do is that we make unfavorable comparisons. We look at our situation and we compare our situations to someone else. And we feel bad because we don't have what they have. Our life didn't turn out like theirs did. So when we make unfavorable comparisons, we end up getting angry with ourselves or perhaps we get angry with our loved one, angry with our spouse because we think that they should have done this or that. They should have uh, allowed us to feel a certain way because we are comparing ourselves with other people. Another thing that makes us angry are regrets. We look in our past and we regret the things that we did not do the uh lives that we did not live, the education that we not did not get, or we have regrets based on mistakes that we've done and so we continue living with regret, and therefore we continue to become angry. so think about it, what's triggering. Your angry response. Do I have any listeners who want to chime in? You want to ask a question? You want to make a statement about dealing with anger? So, we talked about what causes anger. We talked about uh, consequences of anger. We we have talked about uh, characteristics of anger. But how do we begin to uh, heal from anger? What can we do to feel uh, happier, uh, to feel freer and less angry? One thing we can do is to replace our distorted negative thoughts with calm and positive thoughts. So positive thinking is one thing that we can do. Instead of looking at things from the negative, find something good in every situation. One exercise is to look at a special picture or photograph. Keep this in your wallet. A picture that reminds you of happy times, a picture that helps you to feel good when you look at it. And when you feel angry, pull out that special picture and look at it. Because it will help you to feel more uh, at ease and more peaceful. A second thing we can do to deal with uh, uh, anger is to listen to some relaxing music. Because music can calm you down. It can change your mood. It can... Put you in a better frame of mind. So I'm not suggesting listening to aggressive uh, rap music. But something calming that can help you to reduce your anger. Reading scripture. Find those passages of scripture that, that speaks to your heart. That speaks to your situation. When you feel yourself getting angry, pull out that scripture verse. Some people can use humor to uh, interrupt their angry thoughts. Watching a comedy movie or listening to a comedy on tape can help you to uh, refocus your thinking and can relieve your anger. Physical exercise can help you to reduce your anger. Such as lifting weights, going for a walk, running, playing ball, even cleaning the house can help you to release some anger. Some people make gratitude lists. Think about the good things in life when you feel stress. This helps you to maintain a positive focus. You can say that I am grateful for being alive, grateful for having eyes and ears. I'm grateful that I have food to eat. I'm grateful that I have the activity of my limbs, that I can talk, I can walk. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for friends. I am grateful that I have a place to live. You can also use uh, self-commands to stop your angry thoughts. For example, by saying stop out loud can interrupt angry thoughts. By saying to yourself, anger is pain. And who wants to stay in pain all the time? You can say to yourself, calm down. Or you can say violence Is never justified so I've given you a few tips to help you to deal with anger do I have any callers who might want to share some things that they've done that will cause them to relax sometimes meditation meditating on something positive can help you to calm down when you're feeling angry. For for instance, when you are dealing with a past wounds, there is some uh memory that uh keeps coming to your mind. So these are memories that just won't go away. What you can do in those situations is think of a big, bright memory of something that's peaceful or something that's calming. So what you can do is think about what feelings this uh, image presents. Think about what are the uh, the sounds, uh, what are the colors, what... Emotion is coming up. So as you get this picture in your mind, it will help you to heal from some past wound. Affirmations can help you heal. Read affirmations in the morning and even at the end of your day. For example, I am a worthwhile person. I deserve to be happy. I deserve love. I deserve respect. I have a purpose. So those are a few tips that I'm going to leave you with on on tonight. But this is part one. And in part two, we're going to deal with uh, toxic anger. And then I'll give you some more tips on how to deal with toxic anger. But before we close out, I just want to read this uh, poem. It's by Wilfred A. Peterson. Remember we talked about how some people get angry because they don't have time for relaxation, that they're busy, they're workaholics, they're going from one uh, situation to the next and not giving themselves margin. Or they wake up in the morning uh, ready to go without taking time To experience the peace. Or the presence of God. So this poem is called. Slow me down Lord. It says. Slow me down Lord. Ease the pounding of my heart. By the quieting of my mind. Steady. My harried pace. With a vision of the eternal reach of time. Give me. Amidst the confusions of my day, the calmness of the everlasting hills, break the tensions of my nerves with the soothing music of the singing streams that live in my memory. Help me to know the magical power of sleep. Teach me the art of taking minute vacations, of slowing down. To look at a flower, to chat with an old friend, or make a new one, to pet a stray dog, to watch a spider build a web, to smile at a child, or to read a few lines from a good book. Remind me each day that the race is not always to the swift, that there is more to life. And increasing its speed Let me look upward Into the branches Of the towering oak And know That it grew great and strong Because it grew Slowly and well Slow me down Lord And inspire me To send my roots Deep Into the soil Of life's enduring values That I may grow toward the stars of my greater destiny. Slow me down, Lord. That's my prayer for me. And that's my prayer for you, my listeners. That God might slow us down. That we might pay more attention to our mood. So that we won't get angry so quickly. So with, with that, I'm going to leave you. And remember that God wants us to be totally whole. He wants us to be healed and well. So remember to tune in again next week from 7 to 8 p.m. Where I'm my co-host, Reverend Bridget Goines Gray. We'll meet you here with another exciting topic dealing with mental health and spirituality. So have a great week in the Lord and continue to seek God. Have a good night. So stay tuned for our uh, general promotional. Be blessed.
1: Family Healing Circle Where we heal your mind, body, and soul Every Sunday We start your week off right With the delightful D'Aletta Gillespie And Updraft It is always an educational And informational show Tune in on Mondays For Totally Whole With Pastor Bridget And Pastor Cook As they give you the word Tune in on Tuesdays with world famous DJ Davey D as he plays all of your old school favorites in R&B, Hip Hop, Jazz, House, and Rap. Join us every Thursday where there's something different. The first Thursday of the month, Ladies, is for you. Total Empowerment with the owner of Simple Wellness Hair and Day Spa, Angela Hardy. On the second Thursday of the month, join relationship coaches, Rev. Arlene Cahet and Rev. Harvey L. Bailey on One Love, One Connection, One Us, as they answer all of your relationship questions. On the third Thursday of the month, men, it's time to man up with our own Sacred Masculine, Rev. Jamel Gilliam and the Sacred Masculine Show. On the 4th Thursday of the month, join me, Rev. Harvey L. Bailey, in the inner consciousness as I talk about self-help. When we have a 5th Thursday of the month, you can join Rev. Arlene Cahet with the Healing Paradigms, right here on the Family Healing Circle, where we heal your mind, body, and soul every week.